Support for For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FTP at au.manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and it might just be, that's about 8 million balls. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation, near on 10 years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single question comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop as well as our merchandise store pop slash shop where you buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it or you can help support the brands that help support us just like the lovely people over at au.manscape.com go over there use the promo code ftp save yourself 20 percent off and get free worldwide shipping but we'll talk about them a little bit later max i've had a predicament this week uh my predicament is that my ps5 is too fucking full yeah i had a predicament about uh six months ago and now it's full again it's been a real big problem so i have been running solely off the base storage of my console which is what 600 and stupid number um gigabytes i have an external hard drive for my ps4 games now i don't play too many ps4 games on there but they're there that's about a terabyte, I think, maybe two terabytes. Uh, so all the PS4 games are kindly living over that side. This week alone, uh, with the <laughs> with the installation of uh, Horizon at a hundred and something gig, uh, at GT Seven at a hundred and something gig, plus WE Two K Twenty Two, I think it's like fifty. Like I am fucked. Then. I was like, I'm an upgrade to the PS5 version of GTA 5. Woo! I regret that fucking decision. I have like 20 gig free on my base hard drive. And like, and I've literally had to transfer things from one, from the uh, internal to the external hard drive, but then I can't play them because you can't play PS. It's an absolute first world problem and it's fucking me off. So I've jumped onto Amazon's and I've had a look to try find myself a, uh, you know, a new SSD because I've got the expandable storage internally. Um, those bastards are unnecessarily expensive. 
Yeah, so let me give you a piece of advice from... And, like, this obviously will only apply to people in our positions who are, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to receive codes for games for, for review. So we, we tend to go through a lot of space very quickly. One terabyte ain't gonna do it, my friend. I bought a one terabyte drive. That motherfucker is full. And so is my internal drive. Motherfucker is full. Now, I, I'm in a very lucky place where my internet speed is quite good. I can generally download any new game within 20 to 40 minutes on average. So deleting them and re-downloading them, not a big issue. I don't have a data cap. It's fine. But it does get tedious at times. See, but this is where the challenge lies, Max. Is It's, but, it's all in the price. I, I, in the I same really... way that petrol is mighty fucked right now, it appears that SSD prices are fucked. So if I want like a terabyte, it's $250 redos. Yes, if I want a two terabyte, it's 400 and something dollars. There is a four terabyte SSD right now at JB Hi-Fi for $1,500. You could buy two retail ps5s for that possibly one um scalped one off facebook marketplace i mean to be fair it almost cost me an ssd to fill my car up with petrol so like touche <laughs> um so yeah so it's an absolute I, look I'm at the point where I just delete stuff and re-download it. It's an absolute first world problem. I don't like deleting games because the way my, my I guess my beautiful ADHD brain works is I like to swap between shit. And I like choice. Um, granted, there are games that I've installed on the PS4, from the PS4 uh, hard drive. But I'm like, oh, I'll get to that eventually. Like, oh, I can't wait to go back to that. I just haven't. Mm. But I like the idea that I can. Like I, like I have. See what I, what I do is I'm like oh, I feel like playing this. Oh, I don't have it downloaded. Well, that's fine. I'll download it and I'll go make something to eat, and then I'll come back and it'll be done. Yeah. See, I see. I, yeah. Okay. Look, that's a good way to work with. But I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not quite that patient. And, and, and my impulse is, way, is gnarlier than that. And but because I, because obviously you know during the day I'm on, I'm on dad duty until until she's asleep because my wife works during the day and I work nights. Mm. If I feel like playing a game. I'll feel it the night before and then I've got 12 hours before I can actually sit down and play it. So when I get home from work, I start the download and then it's done by the time I want to play it. Okay. There's never, there's never a spur of the moment of I need to play this game right now. Well, now, see, that's how I'm your brain and my brain yeah, I'm work obviously very not, differently. not the same as you, but you gotta, <laughs> you know. Like, I want to play this now, you know, and that's kind of where I, but thankfully, like with the app and stuff, I can fuck with it from work, which I have done. I have installed many games from work. I just remote play in and delete some stuff and then push a download. It's good stuff. How has your week been, Max, anyway? But apart from bitching about our first world problem, how has your week been? I mean, it's been it's been a week. You know, I went to work. There was nothing really standout happening this week. It was pretty chill. So just yeah, It was just another week. I literally just went through the motions this week. I, you know, I autopiloted a lot while it was at work. <laughs> um because I, I have the same routine. I can just kind of just go in, put my music on, put my whatever I'm doing at the time. Might be music, could be an audio book, could be mm -hmm. podcasts. And I just, just do my job. It's very chill. See, for, like, the, for the most part, I do my job and I get left alone. I just... Mm. Yeah. Man, like... So a, a while ago, as I think I've talked about, like would have been back in like what, October or whatever, but it's only mm. really sort of kicked in this year, is, you know, I'm now alongside Paris, one of the... the key managers of, of a gamer 
um, you know, I, although he and I created it for the longest time, we were never the main managers. There was always someone around us or atop, above us or whatever. Um, back in the last year, that changed. Now, recently, as people start outside of gamer, start identifying that my role is of importance and that like, oh shit, okay, no, we ha- like we should probably take them both quite seriously. Um, all I do now is meetings. literally every day like i spend more time talking about the work i should be doing than actually doing it it's fucked like i i don't understand how many meetings need to happen now granted not all of them are bad some are really good a lot of them are like you know shaking hands and it's growth based and you know it's planning for the future it's looking at marketing it's looking at this it's looking at that it's rostering it's all these different things and having all the 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 over the conversational delivery of it is fantastic but then it's like going oh cool all right well my meeting's done for the day what time is it it's three o'clock well i have an hour and my brain is fucking mush so i'm gonna do i'm gonna go th- i'm just gonna go through the emails that i get because I'm I don't like not, not even the other job. I'm going to play tonight and download some games. Yeah, so I don't have that luxury. <laughs> so then the, I come home and I go, I need to do anything else, and I'm just going to play something. I'm going to play the first thing that comes to my head because I need to check out. And I go, ah, oh, what's a good game? Oh, well, about this. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm out of room, and I don't have it installed. Ugh. And then I just like kill myself. But you know, it's, it's just like the only option left. I could just yeah, wait for the sure. game to install, but no, I'll just just neck myself. Um, yeah, so that's 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 been fun, you know. And then you know, for the last couple of weeks, once that one of the days have been gallivanting across the to the different sites. So I have that upcoming on Tuesday. I've got to head over to Colac again. And Monday's all day interviews for for new hires. Wednesday's all day interviews for new hires. Thursday, Friday, I'm I'm up in uh, training in the city. Next week is just absolutely fucked. So, um, I'm gonna have to just make time to play games or like talk to people or uh, sleep and or eat. Are you, are you driving to the city for training or are you going to catch the train? Oh, hell no. Pay- no, I'm, I'm, going with like- pa- I'm going with Paris. He's driving. Oh, well, play your PSP in the car. Oh, Fuck just <laughs> just remote play to the... <laughs> use the Vita, just remote play home or use my phone. Or play an actual Vita game. Yeah, that's a good point. I think my... Well, my Vita's behind me. I, don't even know I think it has charge. Like, there's fucking three PSPs behind you. Just play one of them. Yeah, that one. That one's got a Dodge battery. I think I'm pretty familiar. Go, go Rogue, the play Vita. the Switch. Fuck it. Whoa! No, 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 no. What, what the fuck is coming here? Uh, it's a, this is a PlayStation show, Max. We don't talk about the Nintendo Switch. Actually, I'm pretty sure mine's probably been flat for a very, very long time. I have not been playing. You can get yourself ready again for fucking ter- uh, bloody, what's it called? Ha- a story, story of, of seasons. seasons. Pioneers of Old Town. That's right, baby, because that's coming to PS4. I'm not going to waste my time on the fucking Switch version. It's coming to PS4 in like a couple of months. I'm not going to burn myself out before it comes. Uh, nah. Open nah. This can of worms. Not happening. Not happening. Yeah, you did. You did start a can of worms. And that can of worms makes me want to play fucking Story of Seasons. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Well, what have you been playing then? Oh, uh, what have I been playing? A fucking beautiful transition. Oh, oh. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West and then you're just like fucking nothing yeah no Horizon Forbidden West is the main game that I've been playing this week is Horizon Forbidden West in the times that I have sat down and played something I've just continued the push through on, on Forbidden West and holy fuck is that game just absolutely fantastic I'm loving like literally every step of it uh, the character as I, I know I'm repeating myself from previous weeks but the characters are fantastic you know the world is fantastic it's opening up it's doing more so last week i talked about how part of uh, this is this is not 
new right so in terms of the story beats if you look at the first like two hours of the game not even that pretty much tells you these beats right is the idea that gaia the the uh the ai that rebuilt the world post the um spoilers for the first game that rebuilt the world after the the robots took over everything and fucked everything up uh it had subordinate functions these functions within with within gaia are what used to control each individual part of the world there was one called poseidon which was in the entire ai was to ensure the the stability of the the water-based ecosystem uh and then there was like uh uh like apollo was the one they're, that kept they're all, all the they're gods they're all, yeah, they're all they're named all... after like various egyptian and not egyptian greek and roman gods um yeah. then there's like a minerva and, the, and there was one called hephaestus and hephaestus was the it's essentially apoptosis which is it's um it's it's the it's the system built in place to ensure that nothing gets out of hand it's the it's the kill button it's the kill switch so if anything gets out of hand that that's what's the design to that ai is designed to take out shit that shouldn't be existing Due to the events of the first game, Gaia gets split and shot across uh, across the across the, the country, and the idea is you've got to then find those functions to bring them back together to take on on the bigger bad. Now, this is some very loose spoilers. I'm not telling you like where you got to go, or you do this. I'll, I'll probably mention one location, but like you do have to go pick up these parts and bring them back. There are essentially a series of fetch quests. Go find this one, go find that one and bring it back to this main base and re-connect it to Gaia so you can work on the big bad. Um, so I haven't thought about it that way, but it totally is a fucking large-scale fetch quest. Yeah. Huh. Look, game design only has so many things. It's like the idea oh, yeah, of the... No, for sure. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's a necessarily a bad thing, but I never... I never thought of it like that because it's not walk 10 minutes this way, walk back, yeah. and you're done. Like you do it's, a bunch of shit along the way, but yeah, it is essentially yeah. a, a fetch quest. Like there is the, um, you know, like, you know, the, the five the five kinds of storytelling that you see in movies. It's the same idea in games. Either you go mm. there, kill X amount of things, go there, collect something, go there and talk to someone. Like there's, there's only so many things that, the, that the, a quest can be uh, in a mm. game. So I have now collected the main subordinate functions that you need to, so you bring them back, and I'm now about to press on uh, to to the new big bad. Um, but with that has come a lot of me just piss fighting around, being distracted by side quests as I, as I have been, and um, you know I've just sort of started to gather the world. So I've seen most of the map now. There's a big strip on the on the far west that I've not gone to yet, but I have met some individuals that will lead you that way, which is pretty mm. fantastic. Uh, so in terms, because we know, spoilers, uh, it's based in the US. Um, that's something that gets sort of dropped in very early on in the first game, actually. Um, so what when you're heading towards west, you're heading to what is this, the new version of like California, right? And like Nevada and, and you know, um, so I found Las Vegas, which is awesome, by the way. The fact that you find Vegas, but it's like, you know, it's already a desert, but it's completely fucked up over time. And like, but some of the main things are still there uh, in terms of uh, like the, the buildings, the structures, and then you go underneath the city and it's a bunch. It's fucking cool. Uh, I haven't got to California yet, but apparently California is like all kinds of fucked and underwater because, you know, like... Uh, pardon me like global warming etc has like pulled the shoreline really close um in uh actually i'll have a chat about that too um 
And sorry, just seeing in the chat. Uh, yeah, so, so you know, the, the coast is all kind of fucked up. Like you meet people that are like from away from the the mainland, and it's fantastic. And the companions, you're starting to see meet more and more companions, and getting this better sense of overall community. And as we discussed about this last week, in the way that the first game was all about a one person's journey to save the world, um, as you as you correctly put last week, this game is about that nothing can be done by yourself no great no massive task can truly be done by oneself like yes you you may be the one that has to do it but you can't do it without those around you yeah for sure yeah so as you're sort of seeing that these your companions like val and, and zoe and and aaron who you see these all in the trailers as well and there's other characters and you're watching them grow and learn and understand about the world because they have access to the focus so they can see all the same databases that you can and as you go out and adventure your focus is recording everything that you see which then goes back to them so they have access to you across your journey and they can see all the machines that you see they can see all the character the people you meet and they can start to learn about the world so they're essentially doing what guy was intended to do which is rebuild the world and redisperse information you are becoming that um which is very very cool so when you come back to the base and they happen to know a bunch of things that they weren't there to witness it's really it's a really good way to like handle some exposition so rather than having to explain that they were right behind you or whatever they just go oh yeah we I mean, saw it, what you wanted to do it, it's just essentially not double telling the story so you as the player don't have to sit through it again yeah so when you go back and talk to them you don't have to go hey i went and saw this person that did that like oh no we know you know it's pretty yeah. it's very very cool and I, I still like those characters and the, the the characters they've picked as the companions i think i said reiterated this last from last week they're great they've got a lot of depth to them you know the facial animations are allowing them to be so much so much more expressive than they were before there's a gentleman who i love his name is katalu katalu um, he is he's someone from the tribes on in the west, um, and he he's very stoic. But you can he's one like very similar to Erend, who is like gruff on the outside but really soft on the inside. But same as Katali, like he's he's a warrior, so he's stern and he's and he stands tall. And but you can tell that he cares, and and it is real like it's all in like little subtle nuances of character and performance. In the same way that Christopher judges Kratos yes he's stoic and stern but like with minor adjustments you're really seeing like emotion in 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 hand the movements depth in depth character. yeah all these these extra layers of characters that aren't aren't someone standing there going in anime a level dialogue telling you exactly how they're feeling and why which for me i absolutely fantastic i love it i love it so much um is it gonna be one of my is it gonna be my game of the year i don't know i think it's still very early to tell but it's certainly in my top contenders and not just because the playstation first first party either it's just the one that i'm enjoying the absolute most i've played some more gt7 as well but that's just i just jump in and do some car racing and then i don't think about it so there's not much more to say there other than that i don't think what was that i did pick up i did pick up gta5 uh, so in the chat, no, says, I apologize for being one of the people to bump GTA 5 back up. I didn't own it. So 15 bucks for PS5, 15 bucks. So the, this week they did uh, re-release the PS5 version or they, they released a PS5 version. It's supposed to be like better and have ray tracing and shadows and fucking pretty. It looks about the same. Um, but if it, you buy it, it looks, now, it looks better. Yeah. Like you can tell instantly that it looks better, runs better. Uh, I mean, the the biggest notice is it doesn't take twenty years to load into GTA Online anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a big win. But yeah, the amount of, dude, the amount of time it takes to boot in. Now, once again, the GTA Online, yes, because that is a server connection thing. But when they're like, the base game runs fast, I'm like, well, yeah, it's on an SSD. It's nothing to do with what the game can do. It's the fuck, it's all in the tech. Right? They didn't use any fancy pants extras to make it work. They just used SSD. But the online, yes, very, very much so. So this, this game is like nine years old. Like it's almost, it could almost be deemed retro very, very soon. So it's impressive that for them to, to re-release it again. So as... I mean, it's been in three console generations. It's absolutely fucking insane. So as, uh, no, mentioned, like 15 bucks. So rather, it's going to move up to 60, I believe. 60, I think. Yeah, yeah, so if you buy it right now, it's 15 bucks. If you have PS Plus, you can get the online for free. Um, obviously, you didn't have to have an on PS Plus forever to play it. So I just paid the 15 bucks and just bought it. I was like, look, I've earned, yeah. this, I earned, I earned this game, what, four times? Like, I'm part of the problem. I've got it on, like, PS3, PS4, PS5, and PC. Um, so I'm part of the reason that's one of the most successful games ever, because I just keep throwing money at the fucking thing. But um, I'm just hoping it runs better, because it's running at 60. You know, it's got ray tracing, which is mad. Um, it's got a bunch of different things. You know, Because I do like and enjoy online. I know you're a big fan of online. So oh, I've, I've played some online. Um, the... It is super simple to... Because obviously you can transfer your character over from PS4 to PS5. Once you do that, you can't do it again. You can't play that character on PS4 anymore. Yep. It's moved over. The other option is they're like, hey, we know a lot of people are going to be new to this or want a fresh start. If you want a new character, we will give you 4 million in-game currency to kickstart your criminal career. And I'm just like, fuck that noise. I've got way more money on my actual character. Yeah, and then have you jumped into... And it was just... It was literally as simple as going migrate. You just click a fucking button and it did it. It was it was so easy. So, but there's a catch. There's a catch to the starting with the 4 million. You don't start with 4 million liquid cash, right? No. So what the game does is it gets you to pick four categories, whether it be like uh, uh, a, a CEO, a biker, uh, a nightclub owner, or what. It's like the idea is like, here are the four things. And you have to spend somewhere because you get four million you have to spend between two and three million uh in yeah. building up the base so yeah. like it's not four million liquid cash where you can just go in there and start buying cars and guns and all that sort of stuff it's like hey we're going to give you one of the avenues to make money in the game and we're going to help front the cash for that which is not a bad idea it's pretty cool because like, my opinion yeah it's not a bad way to do it because one of the toughest things every time they've brought in new, these new updates right where it's like hey they now have drug running you can now do this and like the bunkers as an example like you have to and with the out- heist every time there's a new heist you normally need a new base of operations to purchase to set the heist up and do them yeah and then you have to grind your ass off to get there um if you don't play regularly which i certainly don't and i know you you play on and off here and there so to have to to start it off that way is not too bad because unlike when i when i started playing you know it back in the day like when it first launched and you had to get um an apartment building right as as your base operations Mm. but now all these new bases they have beds they have gun storage they've they've garages all the benefits that you have from that original is all in here so you're actually spending less if you come in and start with one of these and it also opens up the avenue to make money in the game a lot faster um you still get your ass kicked by the game because you know you play with other people most people are assholes but yeah, well, that, it's a great I mean, that way hasn't to open change. It like I, when I, I jumped on today for the first time to check it out, and it, it threw me straight into a multiplayer lobby of like full of random players, 
And like the second I loaded into the into the game, it's like someone has put a bounty of nine thousand dollars on your head. I'm like, okay, well, and you know, I crack, cracked my knuckles and I'm like, fucking bring it on. Called in my my flying motorbike with rocket launches and I just flew around, shot everyone to death, killed them all, and they ma- made them leave the lobby. So that's what you get for putting a bounty on my head. So nothing's changed. Yeah, no, the game, the, game, the, the game looks slightly better than it does, but it does run significantly better. Uh, as no, put in the chat, the haptic triggers are cool. Like, I don't think that is a gimmick that I'll ever not like. I agree. I don't think I've ever turned them off in a game. I, I find them... Um, Find them, I, I don't find them cumbersome or annoying to use in the game. I, f- I feel that they, you know, they implement them well. But yeah, it's it is just more of the same. It just runs a little bit better. Yeah, and if I mean, like, it runs significantly. It looks a little bit better. And if you ask someone like no, who's never played before, like it's fifteen bucks the entry. The 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 entry price is is fine. It's fantastic actually. You know, so it's, it's really really good, and you can go in there and have a ton of fun. You know, and I'm you know look. Like the game needs any form of reinvigoration. It really doesn't. But because it's one of the most so successful for those games who ha- ever. For those who haven't booted it up yet, be careful because it pops all the trophies you already have. Um, and that does chug your system a little bit when you're booting into online as it's trying to pop the Oh, yeah. Mine went bing, 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 bing. I got like you know a bunch of so yeah. many trophies straight away. It was kind of crazy. But look, speaking of, uh, I think that's all the things that I've played. Speaking of games that chug your system and that just yeah, speaking of trophies, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not even that. I want you to finish with that. I want you to talk about a game that you said to me, "Hey Ryan, can you please speak to the PR people uh, okay, for this okay. game no. because for some reason I want to look at it." And no, I looked at. I was like, "You are aware that this is not this game's not getting a lot of love right now. Like, there's been no hype into it, and you're like, yeah, but I still want to play it." And that yeah. game is Babylon's Fall. Yeah, so thank you to the team over at Bandai for Is it a thank you? you? No, so, okay, so this is the latest game from Platinum Games and Square Enix. It's uh, Square Enix's second foray into a live service game. And it is rough, Ryan. It's very rough. Um, I've played about two hours, so, you know, grain of salt. I am very, very early in. Uh, but straight off the bat, like, uh, visually, it looks like someone spilt coffee over it. They're all very dull, pastel, muted colors. It's very drab and dreary. Uh, it's not... It. The best way to describe it is it looks like kind of a late-gen PS2 game. The, the character models are still polygonal to a degree. They're not as uh, refined as they are now for, for a PS5 title. Um, at, you know, at its core, this game is a live service looter slasher, I guess. A lot of the combat's melee based. There are ranged combat. Um, at the moment, I currently have four bows equipped because uh, square and triangle get mapped to uh, a weapon each, and then L2 and R2 also get mapped to a weapon each. So I can currently shoot four bows at once. It's incredibly stupid, in my opinion but hilariously fun. Um, The character models from what I've seen so far are kind of all the same. You kind of just stand there and smack them until they die. The AI seems very incompetent at times to the point that the enemies kind of just stand there and take it. They don't really move or dodge out of the way. Again, I'm very early in. I've played the first four missions. Um, After you do the tutorial area, it throws you into essentially a hub area and it goes... 
speak to this person to do this, speak to this person to do this, speak to this person to do this, and then my screen's just filled with icons. I have a message on my screen saying that I have uh, items to claim in my mailbox and I have no idea where my mailbox is or how to access it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it, it has the same... It does this thing that I, I really hate in games, and I, I can't think of a, a game that's done it recently. But um, it's a I think it might be might have been Godfall. Basically, the loot drops throughout the level, but you don't know what the loot is until you finish the level and like decrypt the oh. loot box. There was something I, I else I that is, I, there's something else that done that where you're essentially yeah you'd um, oh it was um uh, that that that. I can't believe it's not Destiny game. The um, the the one with the aliens and you had the special powers. It came out last year. You played it for Anthem. ages. No, no, no. The the other I one. Played for ages. The newer one. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Outriders. Outriders. Outriders did it. Yeah. You didn't get your loot until the end of the thing. Really dumb. I should be able to change my loot mid like mid thing, uh, because it is a, a a multiplayer live service game. When you start a mission. It looks for players to join you. And then after 30 seconds, if it can't find anyone, then it will put you in solo. I don't, I, as far as I'm aware, I haven't found it yet. If it's there, you can't just start it solo. Well, look, it doesn't matter because apparently no one's fucking playing it. Like so, an opening I'll... week on the Steam numbers was like 600 people playing it at once, you know? Yeah, so, so I'll, I'll skip ahead to one of the quick bits um, of news. Uh, they have released a player survey. They want to. Square Enix have come out and said, "Hey, we're we're dedicated to this game. We want to make it work. What can we do to give you a better game experience?" Okay. Now, obviously, bold strategy, Cotton. Now, after their handling of uh, Marvel's Avengers, hmm. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Well, me. So this is going. This is actually going. To like we're we're really probably could have been speaking about this in the news section, but you know, instead we're going to we're going to talk about it here. Um, the I, I want to I want your thoughts on this, Max. As someone that quite enjoys platinum games, like I'm pretty sure you loved Near Automata and and Near yeah. Replicant. Um, they did like Bayonetta and all that stuff. Yeah. Like they they make action games really well, but the combat in this game seems so sluggish, and it 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 feels like at time it feels like I'm underwater. So what? The, like everything kind of moves slow, slower than it f- feels like it should, and like I said, it, it has this this weird, dull pastel style of artwork that I don't think complements it well. Mm. But like, so the, I, the reason I mentioned that specifically is because is this a platinum games problem? Because platinum, plat, like they've had a really shit run lately like they've, they've made a killer game then a bunch of shitty one like like they, they either make really well received games or absolutely fucking shit heaps and then on the back of square enix who's also not been having a good run lately like do you mm. think this just happens to be an unlucky combination or the fact that every studio wants to really drive into this live service game live service game area space without I having a, a, without having a a, a f- firm belief on the system that it's working in because like square enix you said avengers was handled pretty shittily this is handled shitty as well and but at least like i crystal dynamics did deliver a better game by the sounds compared to babylon's fall at least aesthetically um yeah but like what's what, what are we what are we thinking yeah i i i don't know if they should be doing i, I think it's a bit of both i think 
uh, Platinum's had a miss with this. I don't know what it was that they were aiming for. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was an aesthetic choice to make it look like that. And again, I, I am very early in the game. I have seen like three enemy types. Like it could change as I progress because you can clearly see that as you progress up the tower, because that's, that's how the missions are structured and that the in-game menu and the mission menus are fucking atrocious. Um, it feels like it's going somewhere, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, it has been rough. And like, it's one of those games with, it's it's got a premium store, so it's got microtransactions. You've got a, a premium currency to buy premium in-game items. It has a season pass, like most live services games now. Mm-hmm. I've done I've done four missions, and I have a total of one hundred battle points for the battle pass. For context, you need a thousand battle points to get from rank one to rank two. Ew. Okay, <laughs> I've got a hundred so far. Yeah. Now there there might be a way to grind for that. Again, I'm not sure. I currently only know how to kind of pick a mission and and do that. But it seems bland at the moment. Now, again, like I said, I am still very early. That could change. Uh, but for now, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I uh, yeah. It's and it seems you're not. I'm, the I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep playing it because I, I. I'm. I hope to be proved wrong. And it does sound like Square is willing to put in the effort to try and get something from this mm-hmm. because obviously a live service game that doesn't get played is 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 essentially dead money because they're not that it's not making them anything yeah so it makes sense that they want to keep pushing it forwards and i mean in a way it is good uh and and hopefully something can come from that hopefully the community or the lack of community that are still playing this game do give them the feedback that they need that they can hopefully you know turn it around i do i think that's possible i'm skeptical yeah but just because the player base is so low at the moment. So even if they do get a, a good number of player feedback, it's literally going to be pandering to this minority group. Yeah. And the thing that I like... It may not necessarily bring in any new players because unfortunately you do really only get one go at a first impression. Yeah. And the first impression of this game is kind of rough. And look, you can be super lucky in the term, in the ways of like a Hello Games with No Man's Sky, where you can get your 2.0. And it, I, I mean, it works. to be fair, No Man's Sky is such an outlier in this. That's to the point. Yeah, because yeah. then you look at like Anthem, which tried to have an Anthem 2.0, and that failed, and they didn't even actually deliver it. You know, the only yeah, other, they the only other just gave up, yeah, the only other online game that I think had a had a success that's deemed to have a successful comeback would be the likes of Final Fantasy 14 and the only yeah. re- and I think the biggest reason for that is because it has the name of Final Fantasy if it was you know uh, Babylon's Fall online which as an example like there is no yeah. IP there there's no buy-in where the buy-in here is Final Fantasy and when you start pulling from all the lore and the expanded stuff that you can get out of that genre that is oh, no, where it lies sure. where because people have people give a shit about that brand where yeah the, i don't I, I don't see this having a, a second go i don't see Ant like in the same way that anthem i was pretty confident didn't have a second go and even games that it's a shame because have... anthem was so good it had so much potential it, it did like in terms of, like it's just that 
that is not what Bioware should be working on. Bioware should be working on Dragon Age. They are now, but they should have been then. They shouldn't have been wasting on, who knows? Like, the creative director keeps fucking off, so uh, who actually knows where that game's even happening? But they should they they should have been focusing on that not some fucking live service that's just mis complete mismanagement within ea and i think and if we look over at platinum games at the moment you know they're they're talking about wanting to be acquired and no one wants them because they're volatile they're unreliable like you know they yes they may have some fucking fantastic games when they want to but every other time it's below average it's either the best or near on the worst like there is like they're not as if they're making sevens and the occasional nines it's nines and fives yeah and like that that is some that is a pseudo a, a company you do not want to put money in because your return on investment could be a mate. You are straight gambling with a company like that, and there is no no one's gonna want to no want to get in on. But look, like I'm sure I'm gonna make you play it for a bit more, um, just for my I'll, own I'll entertainment. I'll definitely play it. I'll I'll play it for a bit more. I'm 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 interested to see where it goes. Well, we have nothing but free time now because the one <laughs> game that you have been playing and you've been smushing its face. Well, I was in, I was I was gonna end with that because you brought up Final Fantasy. I'll mention that I've been playing. Uh, Strangers, Stranger in Paradise. Oh yeah, Final that's Fantasy right. Origins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was, um, I was lucky enough to get to chat with Player Two's Paul James Games and Jason from Player Two. Uh, we had a nice, lovely review discussion come up earlier this week. So I've been playing that for the better part of a week and a bit. Um, and this is uh, Team Ninja's crack at Final Fantasy. So this is essentially a retelling of the original final fantasy but in a different universe okay oh my camera's so, frozen hang on your camera's frozen ah. um so it it has this similar play style to that of neo mm -hmm. with a final fantasy and it is as super cringy as what the uh trailers portrayed it to be chaos max uh, oh so much chaos now i and i, I mentioned this in the chat um, with the guys from Player 2 I overcame that by putting on Japanese voice acting because I don't know what the Japanese word for chaos is so that was fine I got rid of that by putting <laughs> Japanese voice acting on and putting the uh, the subtitles on but again so the gameplay premise is uh, it's 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 very much Neo reskin in Final Fantasy it has the same mission set up so it's not, it's not open world you have a set mission in a set location in an area each of the areas are themed from other final fantasy uh games and it's it's neo combat it's that light attack heavy attack uh you get to have uh two classes equipped at a time so it's your standard uh job system from the final fantasy uh early final fantasy game so you have your standard classes of like uh mage sword fighter paladin and then you get the advanced classes like dark knight and void knight black mage white mage pugilist monk all that fun stuff there's about like 20 odd classes um it has the same problem that i have with neo where it, it kind of just throws loot at you of all different colors and rarities and when you open it up and look at it it's like i add 0.0 percent to this skill and 0.0 percent to this skill and i'll give you this much hp but you'll lose this much over here they have the they have an affinity system so if you're wearing uh when you're uh you can wear gear that has an affinity to a different class so you can gain xp from that class without having that class equipped 
which is really cool. Um, if you're not into all of that build crafting stuff, there is a button that says, I just want to equip the stuff with the highest number on it, and it takes nothing else into account apart from the highest number. It doesn't matter if it's a white piece of standard gear or a legendary piece of gear. Whatever's got that highest initial number is what gets equipped. As That's, that's how I build my characters. I love that button. That's my favorite button. That's, that's not always the... It's not always the way to go. Shut up, Max. It's the best way to play. It's like Pokemon. You only do... Uh, it's only use moves that attack. No status. <laughs> There's... Uh, you have two AI companions at any given time. Uh, these get replaced when you play online multiplayer. I have yet to have a chance to dive into the online multiplayer. I've been playing it uh, solo... The AI is dumb. Um, they, they just are. Uh, they, they're kind of okay as being meat shields. If you need to back up and heal, mm -hmm. you can kind of throw them in. Uh, there's a button that essentially makes them aggressive, so they will rush forward and, and attack. Um, there's a lot of banter mid-fight where they kind of just say useless stuff. Uh, I find that the only useful thing they say is, hey... You're down to your last potion, which is really helpful because in a combat-heavy game like this, sometimes you're not looking at your UI, and if you run out of potions, you're kind of screwed. Um, there's save points throughout the levels which refresh your potion usage, and some enemies will also drop potions for you to, to refresh. There is a finite amount, similar to having like a flask in Elden Ring. Okay. Um, so, so that's that's good. I'm about... Played about... 20-ish hours so far um for though i mean it's not really spoilers because there's a retelling of a, a game that came out like 30 something years ago essentially you are the warriors of light and you need to collect the, the elemental crystals to save the world and defeat chaos i've collected two of those crystals um mm. it's really cool i'm really digging it um the the the, the final fantasy ip is kind of pulling me through I, yeah. I am a sucker for a final fantasy game um but the story is interesting enough to keep playing and the and the, obviously the combat gameplay is quite fun yeah. difficult uh there i'm playing on adventure mode i think it's called which is the standard so the, the standard recommended there is story mode which is essentially the easy mode is for people who aren't very good at action games and just want to play the story then there is a harder mode which um i believe jason was playing on from player two he said it fucking really hard and then apparently there is a unlock for a harder difficulty if you're insane brutal uh so i'm playing on standard and i'm having a hard time dealing with some of the enemies well if you want to hear what more of what max had max had to say as well as both paul and and jason Zach? Yeah, I believe Jason. it was Jason. Yeah. Uh, check, go head over to player2.net.au uh, on their YouTube channel as well. You'll see a review discussion between the three of them. Read the re uh, review over over at that website as well. But Max, we've been talking a lot about games, but we can't we can't move into the news just yet because you need to talk. You you have done something today. Mid we like we went. We were supposed to go live at four. The stream went live at four, but we were getting a little bit pushed for time for one particular reason. Yeah, because I'm slack and didn't have the news ready. Yeah, but <laughs> part of it, but also because you it. were doing what? Yeah, so last night, actually, uh, just after midnight, I managed to get the Platinum Trophy for Elden Ring. Whoop! I've done it. I can now put the game away. Are, are you going to? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to lend it to a friend because I, I bought a disc copy of the game. Uh, we, were, we were provided a copy of the code, but I, I, I purchased it myself on disc. 
And uh, man, that game is so good. So it took me a total of 64 and a half hours to achieve the platinum. So Max. I did it all on a single character in three playthroughs. This asked me, this, this begs the question. When reviews came out, people talked about putting 80, 90, 100, 150 hours into the game and failing to see the end. So all, near on every review that was on embargo said they hadn't finished the game. Yet somehow you have not just finished the game, you have platinumed the game in less time of many of these reviews. What is your assessment of this scenario? Well, to be fair... Um they did they probably explored a, a lot more now in my first playthrough my first playthrough was 50 hours so my my the two sec the, the two following i did in under 14 hours and did the rest of my collection uh now there were some things that i used a guide for because i needed to find one specific item and it could have been anywhere the map's friggin' huge there's so many hidden um hidden areas uh literally this morning or yesterday someone found a hidden wall that needed to be hit 50 times for the wall to disappear normally it's a single hit and the and the and the, the wall will disappear if it's a hidden wall now now there now now there's there's walls that take multiple hits to 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 get through so you know it's it's hard uh, the build I used um, to get through, I used an, uh, like a dexterity intelligence-based build. I was using the katanas. The bleed damage is ridiculously overpowered. Uh, it's only gotten better since the patch. Uh, so the patch nerfed a lot of the speedrunning um, builds, which used uh, a weapon skill called Horfrost Stomp, where you basically stomp the ground and icicles will appear underneath the enemy and cause frostbite well yeah because you uh, sent me I, I a clip used, of that and you're just I like used, american history xing all these <laughs> fucking so I, bad guys i use that for my second run through just to get through quickly because spoiler up there are three trophies attached to endings there are six endings in total only three of them have trophies so my second run through i, I kind of just speed ran it most of the bosses died within like 10 seconds the, the build was broken like there was a reason why speedrunners were using it mm -hmm. uh you needed no stats to use the the skill uh the skills damage was was not based on your stats at all it was basically uh, a glitch in the system one of the weapon skills weren't working properly that's now being fixed um and then yeah my third playthrough i kind of just collected the last of the legendary weapons i needed and i got worried after I collected the nine legendary weapons, my trophy didn't pop. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is, this is awkward. And I did a quick Google search, and apparently it's a very common issue. Uh, but there is a very easy fix. If you put all nine of them in the storage, you can pull them back out and re-trigger the trophy. Hey! So that's what I did. <laughs> Fantastic. And then, yeah, so uh, the game's absolutely... Oh, I found the game absolutely phenomenal. Um the change of pace from it being uh, semi-linear of the previous titles to being kind of open world uh, was a was a right choice. I, th I think it was a really nice change of pace. Uh, going forward, I hope they stick to this open world style of gameplay. Um, but yeah, it's... Again, the game's not for everyone. The game's still hard. Making it open world, in my mind, has not made it more achievable for players who weren't good at those games to begin with it's just given them more options 
to die in different locations. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about the game. That's <laughs> well, I, I went on a big old rant about last week. So if you want to go check out my thoughts on on uh, Elden Ring, please go see last week's episode because I I do have a big old rant. But before we jump into the new section of the show, Max, we got to uh, to do some shameless plugging. So. Manscaped. Manscaped have come on board to help support the show. Uh, and both Max, you and I have been uh, using the products for like a month and a bit now. Uh, and we are, you know, we're, we're big fans of it. Like, mind you, I need to do my face shave because I've got the plow that was nicely gifted to me. So, you know, clean, it tidies the face up. And it mostly just rips my face open because it's a single, single razor blade shave. And my face is all like, you know prissy and and delicate and just fucking bleeds so hence i've been delaying it but i need to go back and uh do it again but as i mentioned last week i have still been using the the formulations uh which is a, which you, a set you can buy uh on the website at the moment so it gets a two-in-one shampoo a body a body wash uh like a crutch cleaner <laughs> uh uh, some spray and you always get some chapstick so your mouth so your body your, your your body your crutch your face your lips all can uh look and smell and taste like balls i guess but but i still fucking love um love the scent of it it's it's i, I tried to explain it last week it's it's masculine without being like i don't know smelling it's like not car oil or something i don't like, know it's just, it's just not overpowering either like it's i mean it's definitely not subtle but it's not it's not like smack you in the face as you walk past someone yeah very much so like because i i have been using the same aftershave for 10 ish years and it's this blue one i think it's a dolce and cabana something i really really like it It smells no it's versace sorry it's versace and i love it i love that smell and i've always i've always received very good you know compliments for it but i've not had to use it uh in the last couple of weeks because you know the the roll-on deodorant that i used to use just smelled like deodorant so ah, hence i wouldn't smell dumb. nice like i like i would want to uh but with with the the manscape stuff because all the products have the same scent then it works in your favor right like you're not having a bunch of different scents going on at once you're like oh my deodorant smells like this my aftershave smells like this you know my hair gel smells like this like because it's like the shampoo this this it all smells the same it works out really really well and reverend puck in the chat it's not subtle it's not smack you in the face when you walk beside someone it's his tinder profile it's their tinder profile and uh, i think that's a good way to sell oneself um yeah look so i recommend you go i i look not because they help support the show that is a big that's part of why we started using the products but like i genuinely really like the the formulations the, the formulations are great and of course if you want to shave your fucking front area there is the uh, lawnmower 4.0 over there as well as the the ball toner the crop cleanser and everything back there as well ha, have you do you have any fucking ball stories this week max i'm just still i i use my crop mops which are my my, my ball wipes they're, yeah it's, they're quite it's the handy. baby wipes for for the grown man yeah uh sorry i just need to um press <laughs> i had to reply to a message sorry um <laughs> yeah i use that and i i'm still using the the, the, the spritz spray and the toner after showering because it's uh yeah yeah it feels good yeah so you have a nice shower <laughs> oh. ah that's what and then your balls smell fucking pretty 
And, uh, and yeah, you smell pretty overall, which is fantastic. But if you want to smell all super pretty as well, and maybe, you know, feel the confidence that comes with smelling nice, feeling nice, looking down, be able to see your shit because there's no fucking dick hair, then <laughs> not the best sell. But if you go to au. Oh, you shaved an arrow into it. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if you know, you put a love heart in there or, you know, some, you know, it's some sort of shape that you want to, to, to trim your hair in. Yeah, can, you're going to feel good. It's going to look good, presumably. Uh, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what your front area looks like specifically. Um, um, yeah, ha, yeah, with an asterisk, look, it, front areas vary. I'm sorry. Um, so I can't, I can't promise that it'll look good, but if you head over to au.manscape.com, use the promo code FTP, uh, you can save yourself 20% off, uh, while also receiving free worldwide shipping. And that discount is on anything. So that includes the lawnmower, uh, sets, which will come with, you know, uh, yeah, the, the ball toner, the, the carry case, whichever there's a shirt and there's a, there's a pair of underpants in there as well, but there's also the formulation essentials kit or all the individual items. If you want to dip your toe in before you go out and uh jump on any oh, I, I did i did re re weed whack the 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 no the, the, the nose hairs yeah. yeah yeah i'm i'm very much due i can feel it like you know i can feel my nose getting all <laughs> getting all shrubbery but anyway that's uh that's bats out of that manscape thank you very much for supporting the show now it's time to call inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in playstation it's a magical week this week max Mm. So hot on the heels of last week's State of Play, we received another one to focus on the upcoming title Hogwarts Legacy. With around 20 minutes of gameplay footage shown, followed by a behind-the-scenes talk from some of the dev team. Um, Yeah, they kind of dove into it really well. Uh, The game looks awesome. I'm kind of super keen Mm. for it now. Uh, One of the big surprises from the gameplay footage was the inclusion of the use of the Killing Curse in-game, allowing for... Uh, what I would presume to be a morality system inside the, inside the game. And on the game's official website, the FAQ does confirm it will be microtransaction free. Oh, so you won't need to buy your own potions ingredients, guys. Yay! The school will provide them for you. <laughs> very, very lovely. So this is the first time we've had a real deep dive in the game in a yep. little while. Uh, well, in, in all, actually. But that's the last oh. we've seen of the game in a while. We saw it in a state of and play it- last year, I think. Year before, maybe even the year before, like because we know it got when it, it got supposed, pushed. It was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, so it got pushed into this year, and then everything's been sort of quiet and has been up in the air. And we all we know is coming out in in uh, holiday, holiday this year, so which could be any time from October through to December. So it's a Q four game by the looks, uh, which is okay. Cool. That, like back it end of the year it, is fine. With it, with Call of Duty sense. gone, there is a fucking open wound right there that anything can no. jump into. No, there's still a Call of Duty this year. It's next year. Oh, it's next year. There's one. That's right. My my apologies. I mean, it it makes sense. There was the leak of the the artwork for the 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 game. Artwork for the game that was supposed to be uh, September sixth. I believe. I think uh, Paul James uh, mentioned to us the other day that on Amazon that date has been updated to the sixth of December. So anywhere between, I guess, October and December, like you said earlier, is holiday season for for america and that's that's likely when it's gonna hit so it checks out um because like december's a really good window of time a lot of people don't want to release games at that, that, that part of the year and it makes sense uh because you know it's christmas you know it's right after sales so people are not really wanting to play new things most things tend to wrap up in like middle of november but like mm. dying light 
after the first one, I believe, uh, launched at the beginning of December and saw a great... What was that for January? Dying Light 2 no, got one. pushed. One. I don't remember when one launched, yeah, to be honest. I think one launched either be just like- before holiday or just after. It's a really good window of time because nothing's releasing. So you actually kind of have a bit of a free window to go in and just pick up players like you know people want to buy something quick before holidays plus you know with uh with uh with harry potter you know like a big part of if of, of hogwarts is when it's snowing and it's wintry because the school year in the in the game in the in the series sorry starts at the back end of the year around about september so it makes sense why they'd want to originally release it in september as you know because i think it's september September ten or something in the ga- in in the in the books at least from what mm. I remember, uh, Puck coming in with the facts. Dying Light one was the 9th of February, so it's not Dying Light that I'm thinking of, but there was a game that came out in that month that did really really well. It got completely dropped out of any game of the year conversations because it came out the back end around forgot about it with it by the, the November next year. But um, yeah, so like ha- having it come around the window of time where you're you know where you're off to Hogwarts is a cool little touch, but having it delay a little bit into the holiday break is should be fine i guess um now max obviously you are a massive harry potter fan you've got the you know the tattoo on your arm got the three brothers who are hunting the deathly hallows uh this is this is like i don't want to really get into it too much but i think it's something that we need to ask it's the title of the episode and and it's a very very poignant question especially within um games press at the moment are we allowed to be excited for hogwarts legacy because right now we're looking at we're looking at specifically uh the problems with jk rowling and her essentially being a trash person now in terms of my political beliefs aside like i i totally disagree with her you know in terms of a, of the, a lot of the comments that she's made um now there is a situation here where it appears that she's not directly involved like if we want to get into like the nitty and gritty like she's not directly involved with the game per se but it does have her name on it it is part of her creation it is that like can we separate the art from the artist like you know there's all these different things we need to take into account now obviously you've had to had to toss that up as well you know having getting that recent tattoo on your arm i mean where do you see the 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 argument of can you separate the art from the artist is completely a personal opinion yeah Uh, i can i can enjoy something without you know you know um one of the other big ones i'm I'm a huge fan of hp lovecraft's work he's a garbage human giant racist but still still love the, the things that he's done like you know i still play board games video games based on his works like it's at at some point you you do have to separate that Look, i can not everyone not everyone will be able to yeah and then there's the whole thing that you know the people who made this game may not share her views i mean some might i can't speak to all of them but i would like to think that the that all of them or the vast majority at least don't share their views and they i'm sure they have bonuses and pays tied into this there if they don't meet a sales target they're not going to get x amount of dollars and they don't deserve to be um essentially held back or punished because of the views of someone who although has nothing to do with the making of this game will see a profit from it at Mm. some point down the track 
I think the difficulty for some is the pro- is the close and proximity of time. So as you talk about like HP Lovecraft, right? Giant fucking racist. But like he is a very, very different mm. time of now. Like granted, even in the time that he was in, still a fucking racist. Like there's there's being you know what was deemed rate not so racist at the time, yeah. still right. Like he was still exceptionally racist for his time. <clears throat> but he's dead and he's been dead for a very fucking long time yeah of course so he directly will not be benefiting from anything that he has done yeah, in, for sure. in the same vein that even a semi more recent individual the likes of michael jackson who i still think musically fantastic you know over time like my stance on him has shifted i originally i'm like no i don't think he was that bad of a person and then we started to see that no he kind of was a bit of a shit person kind of a lot of a shit person really circumstances whatever still a shit person i still kind of like his music though and i guess the but he's also dead so he's not going to see the money of, of you know from anything that happens moving forward so i guess it looks at the idea of jk rowling she's still alive she's still around she's still very vocal we know for a fact that she will be receiving some form of compensation or or whatever from this game now i agree with you the individuals like they may have bonuses and stuff involved in the game and they're going to be shortchanged. but also they still got paid <clears throat> they have already been paid it's not mm. as if they're not they're not work they're not being paid until the game's out no, no, of course. so they still have monies in their pockets and, and anything extra is bonuses now is that is that then reflective of the system that itself that, that they shouldn't have so much money tied into bonuses of how a game should perform i understand it should it makes them want to make the game better but it, that's also it's one of the problems that i have in terms of some kpis that are external to you like at my old job like old jobs i had i had a kpi around customer satisfaction i worked in the higher level complaints department for an electricity company they they got to me because their shit wasn't sorted so they weren't happy they, i was never going to get a good customer satisfaction because i either had to tell them that it was correct and they had to pay what they thought they didn't have to pay or i was like nope that's it like i'm sorry there's nothing i can do so i was never going to win and that's mm. like i'm just the point i'm making is like with external kpis like this are a great business problem because you cannot oh, control yeah, them. Sure. it's just essentially your company uh carrot carrot on the stick on carrot carrying you to perform a particular way knowing full well that they're very lucky i'm not gonna have to pay you out right mm. so is that a bigger problem it certainly is but like it's tough because, you know, as uh, the part, Reverend Puck in the chat does point out, it does appear the game has separated itself completely from J.K. Rowling as an individual outside of them working within the IP. Like, Harry Potter still means a lot to so many people. And, you know, I, I am, like, look, I'm a fucking straight, white, cis dude. Like, there's, I, I'm, I, I can be an ally for, for many, many communities, including, you know, the trans community, which is the one that the JK Rowling has the, one of the biggest beefs with, um, you know, but I'm not living the life that, that they, you know, in terms of, I can sit here where, from where I'm going, go, look, it's, I like Harry Potter. Like, what can I do? You know, and, and make, like, because I'm not the one in the target of her hatred in the or, or the individuals that the rallying behind her in in her what i believe are backwards views or you know like there there is a really fine line here and it's bad enough that like like i i'm not saying keep politics out of games politics are everywhere politics are in fucking everything and they should be because politics is important 
and what you have and like you know no matter what you're playing there is some sort of political alignment in there the division full of politics it's not just shooting people it's about a fucking insurgency you know what i mean like last of us is the same thing like all these games that you have people have loved and adored you far cry even a game that's designed to go blow shit up it's littered in politics you know, and Ubisoft to come out and say, oh, no, it's not a political game. Like, get fucked. Like, be be very aware of what you are making. Don't ride no fucking fences. So I'm not, I'm not, well, I'm not saying that, you know, politics should be separated, but like this, it's very difficult because the politics aren't around the game itself. It's external. It's, it's that external link in. In the same way that we've talked in the past about how like even the abhorrent shit that's happened at Activision, we can't stand here and say that we'll never play an Activision game again. I don't think, in the world that we live in, in the way that business and capitalism and all the industries that we engage in, there is no way to have a completely, you know, perfectly moral business structure, right? Even the same way that you can try buy local and do this and do that and all these different things. At some point, somewhere, someone's likely to be mistreated. Um, but that's a whole different subject to this specifically. I feel it's connected, but it's different. I'm kind of, kind of rambling. So because there are like there are there's a very vocal subsect of games press um, that are specifically targeting this game and mostly because like as they are majority left-leaning as most games journalists appear appear to be um they're wrapping the game up in this external politics like external identity politics now i don't have an issue with identity politics because you know it's, it's very important there are things that, are, that i believe are great greatly more important than identity politics but they are still exceptionally important so will i be playing hogwarts legacy i probably will because i, I want to check it out like do i yeah, but i in that same breath i can say i disagree with jk rowling am i going to support her nope but like it's that weird really weird line um so steven so no in the chat jumps in then uh your thoughts so stephen fry had great com- comments on that regarding a statue at a massive uni that paraphrases don't sweep it under the rug acknowledge what great works they did but call out what was wrong something like that and that's very very true okay this is this this is a that's a much bigger discussion the idea of like people want to like shut down and and eliminate the past but no the past happened the past happened we can't get rid of it we just learn from it and we change from we don't delete it Mm. but this is this is interesting because like there should be a greater discussion here about how no, 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 this is why her opinions are questionable and i understand you this is why her opinions are her opinions but like i don't know it's 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 real weird it's this massive tribalism us versus them things going on all the time you're not allowed to have gray area it's really really weird even though gray area is where we get understanding of people it's where we see where people stand on topics and we can we can look at things it's just like you know hard yeses and hard noes and that's not good you know it's the same way everyone shits on you know conservatives for having hard yeses and hard no's but if you look at the the far side of the liberals they're delivering hard yeses and hard no's too it's the same shit on different scales you know gray like we life isn't black and white life is fucking gray and it's knowing those understandings and those compromises and working with where your own morality lies and what you're willing to do now if you're someone that doesn't want to pay hogwarts legacy because of your thoughts on jk rowling all power to you man fuck yeah go you should you be yelling at someone else that that decides to pick the game up no it's not up to you (laughs) 
but it's yeah. you know it's a it's a it's a weird should i be you know you know yeah whatever max i've been talking for a while do you have any anything that i haven't any thoughts on that i haven't covered uh no i think you yeah, pretty much summed it up pretty well but yeah once again very similar to our discussion around the ukraine russia shit from last week uh um, I'm, 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 if you've heard enough of fucking middle class white dudes on the internet talking about things they don't really have an understanding of or really uh, complete, you know, connection to, in the same way that us sitting here talking about the representation and the the, the, the vocal uh, discussions around the LGBTQIA plus community, where neither you or I, um, my camera's froze again, uh, where either new, either you or I are part of said community so we don't we truly don't understand what it's like to 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 receive that level of animosity and uh and dislike but it's it's a tough one all right max i'm gonna have to pull up the news because i put it over here Uh, so the next phase so this is what you titled an unfortunate pit stop Gran Turismo 7 servers have been restored after an unexpected and unprecedented 24 hours of downtime Due to the PlayStation 5 and PS4's exclusive requiring an, inter- an always internet connection in order to save gameplay progress, the entire experience was largely unplayable over that day. Series creator Kazunori Yamauchi has also commented on the outage saying, quote, Immediately before the release of the 1.07 update, we discovered an issue where the game would not start properly, in some cases on product versions of the PS5 and PS4. This was a rare issue and was not seen during tests on the development hardware or the QA sessions prior to the release. But, in order to prioritize the safety of the saved data of the users, we decided to interrupt the release of the 1.07 update and to make one uh, make a 1.08 correctional update. This is though the reason for the delay. My sincere apologies for the late report to everyone. So the problem here, Max, game that requires always online, can't go online, game's fucked. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest issue though was the messaging around it is they didn't announce it at the time. They obviously they they're like, hey, we're gonna push a patch of 1.07, and they didn't build and they weren't at the time going like, hey, this is something's gone wrong. We need to make another patch. We may be down for a little while. I don't think this this uh, comment came out until after the servers were back online. Yeah. So it yeah. was kind of a like an, an unknown twenty four hours of 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 outage. Yeah, it sounds like they did get a little bit kicked in the butt and went, "Oh fuck!" Uh, so rather than worrying about the PR, they just worried about fixing it, which I guess is good, uh, understandable. Yeah. Like having it be, I, I imagine they didn't intend it to be out in a day because you know people have to sleep and they've got stuff as well. They maybe just went, "Ah, oh, we can't." If we're talking, to, especially in conversation around crunch culture right now, they can't be like, "Fucking get out of your bed at three in the morning and come fix this shit." You know what I mean? So there is like a a balance yeah, there sure. as well but yeah it's it's that greater concern around those always online titles right like a couple of, like remember this is a hot topic in 2014 when the xbox uh one and the ps4 dropped but you know i guess everyone has internet now in 2022 so no one really gives a shit but like mm. when it when it fucks up it it, it fucks up hard mm. well ryan full cross play is a wonderland yeah it is uh, Borderlands spin-off Tiny Tina's Wonderlands will support cross-play across every platform when it launches at the end of this month. Releasing for PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series, X's and S's, Xbox One and the PC, the feature lets you interact and play with friends no matter where you play. The reason this is noteworthy is because Borderlands 3 still does not support cross-play on Sony consoles, although Randy Pitchford does seem confident it will happen eventually. Back in May of 2021, support for crossplays, uh, support for crossplay in Gearbox's uh, looter shooter was patched into every version except for the PlayStation ones. 
At the time, this was apparently due to a, quote, certification purpose. However, in response to fans earlier, I think uh, this was written yesterday, Pitchford says the publisher, uh, the publisher may have information on the topic to share soon. Quote, the future edition of PlayStation to crossplay for Borderlands 3 is now what I would consider to be inevitable. Pitchford also states that, quote, none of the other platforms were designed for this, so there could be hiccups at launch. We've done impossible work to make it happen and to try and make it as easy to use as possible, but this is new territory and the wild, uh, and the wild is not a test environment. So obviously when it launches, there may be issues with multiplayer because the systems weren't designed to play nicely together. Funny that. Yeah, it's it's almost like they they're all in different towers, and the towers aren't weren't originally built to communicate to each other. <laughs> like I understand that, but like it, it's very likely that Randy Pitchford, uh, also a garbage person, by the way, um, in terms of uh, you know like when it comes to his comments around why Borderlands Three couldn't have the support, could be very accurate in the idea that the you know when the game was built, it wasn't built with it in mind, and once the game has been released, because mine you know as you said, like it was a post patch post-release patch that allowed crossplay, and at the time sony were incredibly reluctant to to open the crossplay doors now i at the time was very vocal about it being a non-issue um but then now i'm like it should be standard because who fucking cares like like in the idea that any game moving forward that is so reliant on a player base especially an online multiplayer base has to have crossplay standard right mm. um oh, yeah. So this is and like having them do it now as in development makes makes sense to me. So like it, so for we'll never see it in Borderlands three. I'm pretty confident, but it makes sense why they'd want to put it in this game before it releases. Now previews for this game have have been going out left and right. Um, it looks so good. It looks so good, man. Oh <laughs> fucking! I am super super keen. Like I. I did dive into Dragon's Keep the back end of last year and a little bit in early this year, but playing it by myself just wasn't as fun. Mm. So I'm very much, because obviously, you know, we're going to have to review it for the show, Max, because uh, I've been speaking to 2K, but like you and I, we're going to have to play it together. Hey, I think I can take we're, most we're gonna, of it. No, 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 it's a shame. You know? Like that mix of D&D and, and the, the Borderlands shooting and like in a fully fleshed idea then you know not saying that the dragons keep wasn't fully fleshed out it was certainly there but because it was a layer on top of what was borderlands mm. we're here that like, it's integrated like it is completely yeah. bound it's together. Built around that idea not not the it doesn't have the the uh the infrastructure of borderlands behind it it, yeah. it, it was built to uh, yeah to specification it looks fantastic i am exceptionally keen for it it's 100 percent snuck up on me though because i can't believe it's already the 19th of march and it comes out like literally next week i think it's the 28th it was out on the 25th after, 25th so it's literally 25th. next week or this yeah, week it comes out on the same day as ghostwire tokyo <laughs> oh shit we're gonna play that too i ne- <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have to order that ssd the second i finish this this chat eh? <laughs> rough absolutely rough but look we were were talking you know last week week before about how you know the uh, after march the middle of the year is just fucking quiet we have an idea of what might be coming out at the back end of the year but like bit by bit we're starting to be drip drip fed um release information and this is one that was being rumored for a little while i don't think i think we touched upon it but we but we've certainly um i'm very excited for it now so following from a teaser 
that dropped a couple of days ago. Until Dawn developer Supermassive Games has finally and fully revealed The Quarry. It's a new IP and that is that this time will be published with 2K Games. It is coming for PS5 and PS4 with a release date of the 10th of June 2022. Supermassive Games sets the scene with the following. Quote, It's late summer in the remote forests of upstate New York, and the teen counsellors of Hackett's Quarry have the camp to themselves for one final night. That means no kids, no adults, and no rules. In this thrilling cinematic tale, you control the fates of all nine camp counsellors as their party plans unravel into an unpredictable night of horror. With life or death decisions around every turn, the choices you make will determine how the story unfolds. End quote. You can play the whole game by yourself, but there's also the option of playing with up to seven friends online, which is nine nine playable characters, but eight people. That's a bit weird. It sounds like you can all group up together with everyone taking control of their own character, and this can be done either online or locally. A lot of passing of controls controllers but who has seven friends and seven friends want to be in the same room together uh uh, but this can be done yeah so quote adjustable difficulty let's plays of any skill level enjoy the horror while movie mode lets you enjoy the quarry as a binge worthy cinematic thriller end quote so a couple of things that jumped out for me here were some of the acting talent that they have brought on on board two for me that stand out is david arquette uh as well uh, as ethan suplee two people that i'm i'm big fans of uh i enjoyed david arquette in his scream as dewey and then ethan suplee uh as uh randy in my name is earl but also just as an incredible individual when it comes to uh, a weight loss journey and a sort of a, a, a health advocate ethan suplee is fantastic and of course he was willem in uh, more rats who couldn't see the sailboat now Max, so super massive. They have been doing a number of these smaller experiences with uh, Bandai around the uh, uh, Dark Pictures Anthology. I complete brain fart for a second there. Around the Dark Pictures Anthology. So this one, it's interesting because they're making them alongside the Dark Pictures. So it's the, it is it's still very much the same style and type of game that they know how to make. But this yeah. one looks to be bigger, expanded. I, I I presume longer and fully fleshed out. Does is this getting you excited? Because like I know you messaged me. The you woke up the more because you're working overnight. You woke up middle of the day as you do, and you go. My, I've been awake for five minutes, and my wife goes, "Hey, you guys get in the quarry, yeah?" <laughs> yeah. So apparently, one of the um, one of the uh, the actors in it is someone that ellie enjoys i for the life of me i can't think of her name um she's like she posted on her instagram you can uh i'm like i mean until dawn was great i loved until yeah. dawn until dawn's fantastic some of the dark picture stuff has been a little bit hit and miss it is very uh, so. like, like your little hope fantastic made it man of Madan, average um i still haven't finished whatever the latest one was so uh, am i looking forward to a larger style yes I'm very much excited for this. And it looks like a lot of the actors that they've got playing these games are all horror movie veterans. Yeah. That's, and that's a very good point. Like, you know, yeah. so uh, yeah, David Arquette just coming off Scream 5. Scream 6 got its release date announced today at time of recording. 
uh you know like there's it's it's cool and it like, to me it hits it's gonna hit a lot of those really good horror tropes right it's it's a it's cabin in the woods but without all the weird supernatural shit potentially or it might have it who knows like <laughs> I, I love cabin in the woods as a movie like it's so fucking good um <clears throat> i'm really I mean, excited for this i mean it's set at a camp it's clearly a friday the 13th that too like it's taking all these great <laughs> little nods and you know for like horror genres and what I, look we're gonna have to do it i'm gonna reach out to our friend cat um cat benstead uh she is the uh owner and creator of hear us scream which is this really great website um ran by uh fans uh that's love horror movies and it's all it is a bit about it's about representation so it's a, it's sort of like the the eye looking at horror through the eyes of women and, and non-binary individuals and sort of that side of things because you know men uh, horror movies tend to have a very masculine eye and they always have so i would love to get cat to come in and talk about the quarry with us i haven't spoken to her about it yet. i just had the thought just then so cat if you're watching with let's chat the quarry in june if not i'll, I'll shoot you a dm I, but, th- I thought you were going to tr- try and make an like an unreasonable claim of I'm going to try and find five other people to play this with us ooh, at the same time. Ooh, that ain't happening. I don't. That's not happening. <laughs> I don't know that many people. Like, granted, I think I might have to jump on stream and finish man, um, whatever the latest fucking Dark Pictures one because I've never I haven't finished it yet. It's killing me. And like I hate I haven't deleted it from the PlayStation yet because I'm like I should finish that. Speaking of those storage problems from this from earlier in the show. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I might jump on the stream and get that done. Might, might have to. Games on the little screen, Ryan. We've got Resident Evil streaming service. Netflix has announced its live action adaptation of Resident Evil will drop on the 14th of July this year. This TV series will tell an entirely original tale within the universe uh, with castings, uh, uh, casting the likes of Lance Reddick and Ala Balinska. So this is a uh, completely original story set in the universe of Resident Evil. Look, uh, coming off the back of the movie, Welcome to Raccoon City, which was uh, good, fine. Like, setting wise, it was fantastic. It looked like it's straight out of Resident Evil 2. That part was great. Acting was average. And the end of the movie was ball bags. But like a series, a TV series for Resident Evil <clears throat> always seems like a better choice. It's a great way to flesh out characters and and give some love to it you know we we're talking last week with god of war about how <clears throat> how the uh, tv series is the best way to, to tell video game stories fuck resident evil is fantastic i love me some resident evil so and possibly the best news for ryan this week oh, fuck this news according to french outlet um Allocine, perhaps allons-y they had uh, there have been there has been some interest in the ip from production houses based in the u.s uh, but they have, uh, this is for a Plague's Tale. Um, some interest in the PlayStation IP from production houses based in the US, but they were passed on to ensure the series could stick to its roots. Director Matteo Turi from Inglorious Bastards, Rosemary's Baby, and Lucy has some involvement in the project, tweeting out his excitement about working on the TV adaptation of A Plague's Tale. You ready to see rats on your screen? Fuck no. So for those that don't know, I have a huge absolute huge fear of mice and rats they fuck me up i do not like them it's the same reason i never finished play tales i played it on stream and i could feel my heart pounding through my chest the entire time 
So the idea of watching it in a movie or a TV series, uh uh-uh, get fucked. I am not watching that. Look, we'll probably have to watch it for the lols. But I'm until that until the day I see it, I'm going to fight. The lols is his heart explodes. Yeah, I think would be I think would be a um I think it would be a very good uh uh like like a, a, a story to tell is me dying like as someone who has a fear of space and then watched the martian um and had a panic attack while watching the martian and it's the same reason i haven't watched gravity yet because that just looks like an actual horror movie for me um yeah look the story of a plague's tale is pretty cool it's not fantastic uh you know from the what the time that i played with it but i know people really really love the game like you've saw you've seen it through how do you think will go as adapted as a tv series I think it'll work well. I think it's also a, depending on when this <clears throat> comes out. Because um, you know, with the Requiem second game, soon, yeah, a second game on the way, be cool. Yeah. I just want to know if they're going to CG the rats or if they're just going to dump boxes upon boxes of rats in there. Because you know they always say don't work with animals on film. That's true. <laughs> are they are they going to make their are they going to make a real rat tornado? Find one way to find out. Uh, Kojima. So quick bitties. So as I yell into the microphone. Uh, Kojima has got his hands on a prototype of Sony's teleconferencing technology, M-A-D-O, MADO, that's very Australian, MADO, which he's using to oversee mocap sessions in the US. So he's very clearly working on whatever his next title will be. Um, Mocap sessions that are apparently taking place at Sony Santa Monica. Oh, well, because I think they have a purpose-built studio for it, obviously, with God of War. Um, You know, and with Kojima's love to work with, like, uh, you know, actors and individuals within the movie space, using a studio based out of California, smart call. Smart, smart call. Uh, GTA 5 online free promo can only be claimed on consoles. So you have to literally be on your console to claim GTA 5 on the PS5 for PS Plus. Um, and of course, I think it does prohibit you from buying the full game, I think. No, no, that was last week or something different. Ignore that. Uh, Moss Book 2 has a release date for March 31st. One of the, the most adorable games to come out on PSVR 1. Its sequel is coming out uh, at the back end of this month. I will have to dust off that PSVR because I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Moss 1. But you, Max, will you dust off that VR? I will. Yeah. Now, this one uh, is for Max. <clears throat> Elden Ring has successfully punched every other game in the front area and has surpassed 12 million copies sold. Not sold through, sold. So that's 12 million people have a digital code on their console computer whatever or a disc in their hand that is insane pretty good that is like by far i believe that decimates whatever their next selling game was i think i think it was sec it was either Sekiro or bloodborne mm. and like we're talking like eight million maybe yeah. and then they pretended to fucking smash it by four million it's crazy and if you're a vinyl collector like myself, Max, music for Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, and Ghost of Tsushima will all be getting vinyl releases, which is very, very cool. Because I myself have the vinyls for uh, The Last of Us, uh, and it sounds fantastic. So, and Ghost of Tsushima's music was awesome. Uh, Returnal's was okay from memory. I think it was the sound design of the guns was pretty cute, but uh, I don't remember. I do not remember the music of Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> uh, there's no top ten list again this week. Uh, so I will jump oh, straight into to, the <clears throat> Are we going to have to give PlayStation Australia a firm talking to? 
<laughs> and they'll be like, who, uh, who are you? And we're like, relevant. Coming out this week, uh, I didn't put it in the list, but I'll put it in now. Uh, Returnal's update coming out March 22nd for co-op and its Tower of Sisyphus. Uh, we have The Ascent coming to PS4, PS5, March 24th. Lumote, The Master Mote Chronicles, PS4, March 24th. A Memoir Blue, PS4, PS5, March 24th. Ghostwire Tokyo, PS5, March 25th. And Tiny Tina's Wonderland, PS4, PS5, March 25th. Tiny Tina's is the answer. Yeah, but- I kind of still keen on Ghostwire too. Uh, yeah, because like uh, a lot of previews went out for for Ghostwire as well, which is awesome. Um, still not really for me, but I'll wait and see. Um, we'll still give it a go. You know, it's the last, uh, essentially, potentially the last Bethesda software, Bethesda uh, studio uh, software, like software, the company like Zenimax, uh, new release coming to the PlayStation Five. It's the last of the exclusive deals with you know Deathloop as well as Ghostwire Tokyo. <clears throat> So for that alone, it's reason for us to play it and to talk about it. But like, uh, you know, even though, you know, PlayStation is, is a Japanese product, I have such a challenge with like super Japanese-y weeby shit and the idea of just going around and throwing gang signs and blasting, uh, you know, um, uh, yo- yokai and stuff. Just and uh, wait and see. <laughs> but that's it, Max. That's the end of the week. And the show. big thank you to everyone for joining us as we bullshit about a lot of things uh as as i say each and every week one of the greatest things you can do for someone is to give them your time so thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with us listening to us bullshit about playstation give us another minute of your time as max sends us home as always, everyone, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can. Check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. <clears throat> if you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculture.com slash shop, where you buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it, or... You can help support the brands that help support us just like Manscaped. If you head over to au.manscaped.com, use the promo code FTP, save yourself 20% and get free worldwide shipping. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.